the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the seventh part in our series on the seven churches from Revelation. In this episode, we look at the church in Thyatira. The main reading is Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 to 29. To the church in Thyatira, to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. By your teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of fools sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. <laughs> so I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely, unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches <coughs> I am he who searches hearts Mm. and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him I will give the power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel, as I have also received from my father. I will also give that when the morning star, whoever else is, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So we're into the fourth church, and um, as we said before, these are real churches at the time, um, in that sort of arc, uh, like a postal, that's where they would have gone, through that arc, uh, seven churches, and come back down, so we're coming back down from Pergamon and out of Thyatira, and so they are real churches, but of course, thankfully, we can personally apply every one of these uh, to our lives, um, also we can apply them to the church, because they represent churches, and we can see... Uh, different aspects of churches the first church we looked at Ephesus wonderful church all everything was really in order but they they left their first love mm-hmm. second church was a persecuted church the suffering church hold fast hold on I can see I'm with you bless the Lord and of course we said when the Lord said I know in all of the all those things I know is personal experience not not hearsay Jesus knew why because he was there with them bless the Lord and now last week, and we, we talked about how the devil destroys Christians' lives and how, how the Lord, um, and of course that's the local church, our local church, of course the prophetic, we'll look at that at the end, we'll look at the prophetic uh, utterances, and this is a really interesting one today, but how, how the devil destroys the church generally is from within. And last week we looked at the compromising church, 
compromising and we, we've got to know the Old Testament there's no good if we don't know the Old Testament we're in trouble aren't you um, oh I didn't read that well last week we talked about Balaam and Balak and, and if you don't know the story we wouldn't have a clue and today we're going to talk about uh, Jezebel and again if you don't know the story you would think well what, what's this about you think it was a real person called Jezebel I don't think that was a name um, that was the epithet that the Lord called her um, so we have this town Thyatira the fourth town um, so we go in east a little bit southeast from Pergamon now of course the first three cities were magical cities were beautiful elaborate you know grand cities um, with with lots of temples and lots of great architect, architecture um, they say Pergamon was one of the one of the beautiful most beautiful you know with some of the architecture there but this Thyatira was really a, a garrison town uh, when Alexander came, it was always a little town there, when Alexander the Great came, it is, it, one of his uh, generals, Seleucus, uh, built this town thinking that, uh, you know, we want to protect Pergamum, especially Pergamum, because that was where, because it was elevated, they used to keep a lot of uh, wealth there. So we want to protect this, let's put a garrison town in between, about 30, 40 miles from Pergamum, so we'll, we'll put a garrison down to stop the enemy comes, we'll, at least we'll have a, have a buffer. So that's how it started, a garrison town, so lots of uh, uh, military people. But then it became a very commercial town, big commercial town. And uh, we'll see in a minute what, what commercial, textiles, fabrics, uh, pottery, as, as he mentions there, pottery, a lot of smiths, uh, not the name smiths, coppersmiths, silversmiths. So again, when we, when we look at how Jesus represents himself, they understood straight away eyes of, of fire, feet of, of bronze. Um, so we have the pictures, it very, became a very commercial city. And of course, we talked about the guilds before, you could only really trade if you belonged to the guilds, like a union. And they had guilds for every particular profession. And of course, as we said before, uh, to belong to the guilds would give you, you know, networking and, and free, freedom to trade. Now, if you didn't become, it'd be very difficult. Poverty would be, you know, and of course, the trouble with the guilds is that it wasn't just a guild a belonging to a union. It, it affected socially, um, um, obviously economically, but spiritually. When you came to the guilds, they used to hold um, festivals. And the first thing you do is, is burn incense to the particular god of the guild. They all had particular gods. And then, of course, after the feast, when the, it used to say, did it, when drink is in, sense is out. And what, what happened? They began to get drunk and then end up in goodness knows what orgies and the like so as a christian you would say well you can't do that you can't go there of course the last church they would say no nah, go on don't worry about it mix and of course that's how you destroy your testimony the great power of the church is distinction when we think we can be like the, the world i tell you what i've never seen it in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in all my life and down through church history the power of god when the power of god moves there's a distinction it's an absolute distinction, and if you try and do it another way, it never works. So we have this Thyatira in town, and um, so we, we, let's, let's get, you know, obviously we said all those things, but we have, a, we have a, an incident straight away in Acts 16 where we see uh, a little picture into Thyatira. Um, Acts 16, 11 to 15. Therefore, loosing them from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samoth Rosia, and next day to Neopolis and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and the colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath we went out of that city by a riverside, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. 
And a certain woman named Lydia, seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord had opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought her, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So there we have a little picture of Lydia, a, a deer in purple. Of course, purple was for the nobility. It was the... Um, trying to figure a designer of it at Versace but it was the expect all, all the nobility would wear the purple wouldn't they and and royalty so it was expensive and that's where it was it was and they say obviously it was expensive because it comes from a, a root the purple dye and from a little sea snail can't remember the name of that now something with them and they say something about the water because it was it was on on the uh, Lycus River as well um so something with the water maybe it been uh, maybe a t- type of minerals in the water may be hard um but that's 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 the picture of Thyatira and who knows maybe Lydia went back to Thyatira and she may have been the star of the church we don't know that that was just something we could certainly she got wonderfully saved and this and that would have been a gender you know 30 40 years 40 years ago 40 years before this letter was written so we have that picture of this town a commercial town on a trade route uh, today there's a there's a sort of a city built around the rooms not many rooms there now uh Akisa, i think it's called population of 100,000 or so maybe 160 when you go to the districts um but this was the longest letter the longest letter and the more serious letter and when we see the Lord speaking in this letter, we, we would better prick up our ears and think, he doesn't mess about. Mm. When it comes to sin and corruption and, co- and compromise, the Lord does not. Mm. Just don't trifle. Don't trifle with the Lord. And we'll see uh, what he says. And we think, we, if we read, oh, Lord, taking me aback there. But you see what's happened now, the compromising church of uh, Pergamos has now become, or is becoming, the corrupt church of Thyatira. Mm. And he wants to check this. He wants to bring it in check. Why? Because he doesn't want people to go down this way. He loves people. Straight away he says, my eyes are blazing with fire. Now, of course, when we talk about fire, that's, you know, that's, that consumes. But that's, that's the zeal of the Lord, that God is zealous for his name, for his people, for, for people to know him. Uh, uh, but he's zealous as well in his judgment. Because then he says, my feet are burnished bronze. Well, we understand that because in the Old Testament, everything that was made of brass bronze uh, was of judgment. The laver, the altar, that talked of judgment. And, uh, now his feet are, are burnished bronze. And now they understood that. They were smiths. So they understood fire and they understood burnished bronze. So they straight away realized the awesomeness of God. Uh, and as we said last time, God doesn't come with a nice introduction of who he is. He's saying, no, I'm coming. Straight away, he, he changes his name from, in chapter one, he calls himself the son of man. Oh, we can identify with him now, can't we? He's, a, he's human. He understands. He understands exactly. But no, no, no. Here he says, the son of God. He's changing his title. I'm the son of God. He's revealing his divinity, his deity, and his righteousness, and his power, and his right to righteously judge. Um, and you'll find that's the only time he calls him the son of God, right through Revelation. But that, that we notice the change, and sometimes we can read it, can't we? And we miss that. He's revealed himself, the son of God. Listen to these verses from the end of Revelation. Revelation 19, 11 to 16. 
I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven are following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. See, when we understand who the Lord is, he's awesome. He's holy, he's righteous, and when uh, he's merciful, but when it comes, it comes time to judge, it is final and full. And there's no turning back, there's no second chances in, and, that's, and, and he's, he's, he's really coming really hard at them now. He says, look, this is who I am, this is the God you serve. Remember last week we talked about the world, how we had to watch the world as it infiltrate us, stain us, spot it, mould us. Why? Because it does, and then what we, 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 we sort of drift away, drift away from our zeal for him. So again, interesting from the outside, we look at this church, listen to what he says. It's a great, again, the church is going quite well from the exterior. He says, look, I know your deeds. I know about your love and your faith. He's the only church he commends for their love. He said, I know your, your love and your faith, your service and your perseverance. Oh, good church. And listen to that, they're not going backwards, they're going forwards. And that you are now doing more than you did at first. Isn't that amazing? There's growth. There's, there's some life there. But isn't it amazing how that could be destroyed? And he's, he, he, he's saying, look, this is where you are, wonderful. But look, this will destroy you. If you allow sin and tolerate sin and allow it and, and let it carry on, it will destroy. Even though from the outside he was looking good. Love, faith, deeds, perseverance, wonderful. Mm. Great church. But he said, no. He said, nevertheless, this is your, this is your problem. You tolerate. Ah, there's, our, mm. there's, the, there's the in word, isn't it? Tolerance. Suffer. Permit. It, it means to let alone. Let it be. Actually, don't confront it. He says, this is your problem. You've let it be. You've, and of course, what do we say? What we allow, we accept. Then we approve. Then we begin to advocate for it, don't we? We, we, and we've seen that once we allow it, we accept it, and everything's good. And now we, we, we are pushing it, we're promoting it. And a couple of generations ago, you wouldn't have thought, and that's lots of things, isn't it? Um, but here, here we have the problem. He says, what, what's the problem? And he, he names it. He says, you, you tolerate the woman Jezebel. Now, you've got to turn back, haven't you? You've got to go back. I know this was a specific woman in the church. Um, her name wasn't Jezebel, I don't think, but that was what she was called, being called. Because uh, according to her and according to the church, she was somebody. Mm. She was a self-professed prophet. I know, that's always a problem, isn't it? When you self-profess yourself. Mm. But then they allowed her to teach. And so, so we have this, this, uh, this uh, spiral down. Some, I listened to one chap, he said she could have even, interesting, could have even been the wife of the pastor. 
of the of the messenger. In some 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 says the wife of ah throw that up. But whatever she had a place of, 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 of right in the centre of the church. She was affecting. So who knows? But let's have a read of, of Jezebel because we want to know what Jezebel's like. Because if the Lord is causing it, calling it Jezebel, we've got to see what is she what is she like. And we'll just go to the end of her life. Um, which was uh, quite interesting. Just one, uh, first verse is only one verse. Uh, two uh, Kings nine twenty two, and this is Jew. I love Jew. Oh, oh. two Kings nine twenty two. When Joram saw Jew, he uh, he asked, "Have you come in peace, Jew? How can they how can they be peace?" Jew replied, "As long as there is idolatry with craft, witchcraft of your mother Jezebel bound." So Jezebel was not a Jew. Um, she was a, from the Sidonians, north of, of, of Israel. Her, she was a princess because her father was the king, although her father had killed the previous king to, to, get, to become king. So it was a good, good pedigree already, isn't there? And of course, she was an idolater. They, they worshipped Baal and Ashtaroth. And she brought that in. She brought that in. And um, very clear that what she did, she brought idol worship in, and Ahab she married, and Ahab had no backbone, and she ran the roost. And that's always a problem, isn't it? She, she ran the roost, uh, she brought idol worship in, she killed the Lord's prophets, um, she, she financially supported um, Baal worship and Ashtaroth worship, she supported that. She wanted to kill Elijah, remember? Elijah, she, he, he smashed all them prophets. And she, he said, she said, send him a note. I'll make sure he's dead by tonight. And, I, and, I, and Elijah, he, he ran away. The big, big, big was. And, uh, but he ran away. Um, uh, and we see, how, you see, this spirit is a, is a manipulative spirit. It manipulates and it um, seduces. Um, and it has no problem in, in having, because what it wants to do, it wants to have its own way. It wants to dominate and be the center and, 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 and all those things. And, and we, we can see that manipulation and sometimes intimidation as well. We see that story where Naboth uh, has that vineyard. Yeah. And we see, it was Ahab, Ahab again, we see his big girl's blouse, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Sulking, because he couldn't have his way. Grow up, didn't he? Um, but she manipulated that and um, she, she killed and again I hadn't thought about it but of course it is right I was listening to someone he didn't just kill Naboth he killed Naboth's sons and of course then if you read 2 Chronicles 9 it says that 2 Kings 9 sorry it says that but again you just think oh Naboth was killed but no she killed the whole family so there was no, no one to inherit and again that is just shows how that, that spirit becomes demonic uh, and com comes through that um, so she does that and um, for, for Ahab to have uh, the, uh, the property um, let's read uh, how she finishes off uh, because this is how God remember God is saying Jezebel this is how God de deals with this kind of sin and seduction and manipulation and idolatry immorality uh, two kings 930 to 37. Um, then you went to Jezreel. Um, when Jezebel heard about it, she put on eye makeup, arranged her hair, and looked out of a window. As Jew entered the gate, she asked, Have you come in peace, you Zimri, you murderer of your master? 
He looked up at the window and called out, Who is on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked down at him. Throw her down, Jew said. So they threw her down, and some of her blood splattered the wall and the horses as they trampled her underfoot. Jew went in and ate and drank. Take care of that cursed woman, he said, and bury her, for she was a king's daughter. But when they went out to bury her, they found nothing except her skull, her feet and her hands. They went back and told Jew, who said, This is the word of the Lord, that he spoke through his servant Elijah the Tishbite, on the plot of ground as Jezreel, at Jezreel dogs will devour Jezebel's flesh. Jezebel's body will be like dung on the ground in the plot at Jezreel, so that none will be able to say, this is Jezebel. You see, so soon as Jesus, uh, that Jesus said she's Jezebel, their ears should have pricked up. Because this is, a, a, you know, from then on, you never called anyone Jezebel, did you? Yeah. Unless, are we going to call our daughter Jezebel? No. Uh, even in the world, when you, you say, they use it today, don't they? As a, again, epithet of someone who was not a very nice woman. She's a Jezebel. Um, but it's interesting, the manipulation, the seduction, the lying, the teaching, the, the, the domination. The, 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 listen to what she sa- it says there. Now, G was coming, and the Bible says she puts on makeup, does her hair, She's trying to seduce the man of God. And um, sadly, even lately, and certainly over the years, many of us have been in church a long time, we've seen many ministries fall. Um, ministers have not kept themselves. And as we said last week, when you start compromising a little bit, it doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't point a finger, because you know, there by the grace of God, we just, that's, that's why he said, keep yourself careful, careful, careful. Um, uh, those three things that, that uh, attacks, especially ministers, but uh, all people, but men, I suppose, more than ladies, but of course it takes two, obviously. Um, uh, what do they say? Girls, greed, and glory. And we see many have fallen, either with, with uh, adultery or with financial, they've you, you taken men, or glory, they've got ahead of themselves and they believe their own hype. And ultimately, it's all the Lord, isn't it? And sadly, that's the problem. When the Lord really blesses, you've got to keep your feet on the ground and say, Lord, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have any blessing. We wouldn't have any success. It's all about you. But it's so easy. Uh, What's his name said? If you look in the spotlight too long, you become blind. I like that quote. You look at the spotlight too long, you become blind. And it's true. So uh, we we see this this spirit behind it. And it's it's ever-present. And don't forget, it's, it's still here today. That seduces, and also will will use the, the, the gifts of the spirit to manipulate. Oh, um, she's a self-professed prophet. Now you say, can this happen? Of course it can. Nehemiah six, they, they they hired prophets to come and speak the word of the Lord to discourage or to stop them. Isn't it amazing? That's why. We love, we want the prophetic word, we need the prophetic word, but we've got to test the prophetic word. Let's read that. 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, 21. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophecies, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and your soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, so... 
don't quench the spirit, don't doubt it, always stir it up, breathe fire. So don't despise them. Um, even even if they're misused, the trouble is something we, although we, we don't see it used often now, but it, maybe in the past it has, uh, so they say. But certainly we see it is biblical, we can see it happening, and obviously it's happening here. She was saying, thus says the Lord, you can carry on doing this. You can you can live like this. You can, and of course, it seems like there she was she was involved in the immorality. She was sleeping with these men, um, and, and of course, she was uh, prop- propounding this this lie that called the, the Gnostic lie, the libertine, the license. Um, uh, what it says, Gnostic, is is that the flesh is all bad. Everything you see, everything material is, is bad. So it doesn't matter what you do with it. You can live as you like because it's spirit that matters. The Bible is very clear. No, 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 no. That's not true. Let's read those verses. Um, uh, let's come back to that because I just want to just drop into into the fearful uh, thing that he, he begins to he begins to. Um, then says, look, I've given her opportunity to repent. This is the mercy of God, isn't it? Mm. He gives her opportunity to repent, but she would not. He said, now I tell you, she'll have a bed now. She'll have a bed of suffering. And uh, those who committed in adultery will have great tribulation, unless they repent of their ways and her ways. I will strike her children dead, and all the children will know and see. Fearful thing. Fearful thing, and sometimes we, we, we relegate that side of God's character to the Old Testament, don't we? And, and, and ignore the words in the New Testament. Let's read a few verses 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men that we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your consciences. Yeah. That chapter is talking about being ambassadors and bringing a message of reconciliation. And uh, he uses a, n- a, n- a number of motivational things. He says, the love of God compels me in another chapter. And then he says, that knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We persuade men. When Lot said to his sons-in-law, we've got to get out of this place. The Lord's going to destroy it. The Bible says they thought he was joking. God would never do that. God would never do that. Uh, I've said it before about York Minster in 84, when it was struck by lightning. Mm. They just had a, a new lightning conductor worth, I don't know how much, put in. But of course, in that York Minster, a man called David Jenkins, no, no, no relative, um, had just been inducted, but he didn't believe in anything. Didn't believe in the resurrection, didn't believe in the virgin birth. Total, uh, unbelievable. Um, and uh, it was struck by lightning. Ch- uh, Archbishop McCartney said, oh, coincidence. Someone said, do you think the Lord did this? The Lord would never do this. There was not a cloud in the sky that day, or one cloud in the sky. Um, the fireman said, this is an act of God. This is God speaking. And we, when, we, when we, we, we take God down, be careful now. Ananias and Sapphira, very careful. We see God. When God speaks, um, and Romans 11, 20, 22. Granted that they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God, 
stillness to those who fell, but kindness to those to use provided that you continue in this kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. Mm. See, we consider the kindness and the severity of the Lord. See, that's that lovely balance, isn't it? Love and righteousness, love and judgment. We must never forget the severity, the sharpness of God. When he speaks, when he saves, when he judges, it's fine. When he shut the door of the ark, he shut it, not Noah. Noah couldn't open it. And when it was shut, that was it. Judgment was coming. And consider, he said, consider, use your thinking. He said, but stay in the kindness. If you stay in the kindness, you'll continue. And uh, you will not be cut off. Very serious words. And of course, we read this many times. Hebrews 12, 28, 29. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. Uh, two and a half million people came out of the promised land, give or take. Only two of that generation, over 20, went into the land. Capernaum, we talked about Capernaum and Chorazin, Bethsaida, the main cities, main towns in, uh, in Jesus' day. Capernaum, big, big town, Roman uh, tax place and, and troops and everything. But he said, woe to you, Capernaum. Woe to you, Carazin. Woe to you, but Today, they've still been excavated. Absolutely terrible. Still excavating, when I was there, that's 30 years ago, excavating Peter's house and the, and the synagogue. Why? Because when the Lord speaks, it's an awesome thing. And he, he, he will not deal with sin. Sin is, is, is so vile and 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 the, that's why he said what have you done what have you done and we need to hold ourselves protect ourselves watch ourselves um uh, because obviously in all these areas let's read um of course this bed of immorality will become a bed of sickness and those who unless they repent it's interesting um let's read those those verses 1 corinthians 6 18 to 20. free from sexual immorality all other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. Again, a, a, a direct contradiction to what she was teaching and, and how, how they were living. And it's, it's interesting there. He, he says something, of course, God invented uh, the sexual act. And he says, very important, never realize the, the dimensions of sexual... It, it hurts God, obviously. Hurts others, inevitably. But it hurts ourselves. The, the dramatic rise of uh, sexually transmitted diseases through the roof. Why? Because we think we can live, we think we can do what we want, think as we can live as we like. Well, you can live as you like, but there are always consequences. Because he says you, you, it's a sin against your body. And that's why we're to protect ourselves, hold ourselves, be careful, be very careful. The devil is sneaky. Um, 
uh, I said before, we've, uh, I've always been careful of not being alone. Um, even today, you know, nowadays, picking people up, not, you know, not uh, in a car, not necessarily depending on their own, how old they are, but, you know, with, with, with people there, be, be very careful, isn't it? Just, just be wise, be wise. Be, why? Because you say, oh, I'm strong. No, 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 no. Be very careful. The devil is sneaky, and I work with women all my life, and it's easy to, you, you're working with them all day, all the time. It's easy, easy to get attached. You talk to them, and you talk to them more than you talk to your wife sometimes, don't you? I try not to talk to them too much because they, <laughs> they talk too much. But you, you, it's easily done. I always remember Jack Aford. Like Jack Aford, good guy. And he said he, he was, he had a, he was a woman, I shouldn't get the real story, but he said he had to stop himself because he, he could see the end of it. The Lord revealed it. He was getting close to this woman who was working with him. And uh, he said, right, I'd, I'd put, a, put a stop on it because I could see the, where it was going. It was getting attached. And uh, so be very careful. The word of the Lord, he says, now you've got to repent. You've got to turn. And then he goes on to say about um, killing the children. Of course, that's spiritual. But it's supposed to be literal. literal. There were obviously children being born here that were um, illegitimate and shouldn't have been born, in a sense, uh, uh, from this. And, well, the Bible is, is, is 2, two Samuel, Samuel 12 with David. David Bathsheba, and uh, the Lord took that child home. The Lord took a child home, and uh, again we again we, we we cower back, don't we? But Lord, the Lord is in control. The Lord's sovereign. The Lord is sovereign. If He wants to take a child home to glory, better better by far. We would say, um, uh, living, I suppose, sometimes in this world and in the environment some some live in. Um, but that's real powerful. I, I will strike them down. This is how serious God thinks. And he said, I tell you what, they will know then that I am the God that searches and knows and deals with sin. Let's read those verses. We uh, love you verse from Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful, deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct according to what their deeds deserve. Uh, again, he, the, the Jesus is taking those very words, isn't he? Uh, I am the Lord who searches hearts of man. I will repay each according to his deeds. Um, there is a reaping and sowing. And uh, it doesn't matter how much we think we can get away with it, it was a reaping and sowing. And he said, look, I want them to know when they see the outpouring of judgment, they will know, they will take note, they will take note um, and repent and turn around. That's why he said, hold fast, hold fast, deal with sin, deal with it before it, it rises up, deal be before, uh, we always used to say, make the decision before the opportunity. Joseph had already made the decision, I am not sleeping with this woman, I'm going to keep pure with the law. Time and time again, she, he plagued her, he plagued her, but he'd already made the decision. I will not sin against the Lord. If he'd said to himself, well, let's, let's play by ear. Let's see how it goes, isn't it? Let's see how it goes. He would have been in trouble. He would have been in trouble and he would have uh, um, succumbed, possibly, maybe, definitely. Let's read that. How we deal. This is what the Lord tells us to deal with sin. Thankfully, he says, do not countenance it. Do not compromise, otherwise corruption will come. Um, Back to the beginning, Genesis 4, 6-7. Then the Lord said to Cain, 
Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will not be accepted. But if you do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Deal with sin. Um, and of course, the, 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 the seduction here was uh, teachings and living as you like, uh, fulfilling your passions of your, your body and your flesh, but also the, the deep things. He said those deep things, uh, he said, oh, look at this new teaching, this deep teaching. And of course, it was witchcraft. It was demonic. It was, uh, uh, you know, a lure to, to the pride. He said, don't have anything to do with it. He said, if you haven't heard about it, don't worry about it. Hold fast till I come. Very interesting. It's the first time we hear uh, him saying he'll come back. Till I come. He's coming back. Um, for many years, the church didn't speak about it, didn't think, we didn't really know what was happening. But he said, till I come, he's coming back. Bless the Lord. He is coming back. He proclaimed it. Also, when Jesus began to teach um, on the Mount, on the uh, Beatitudes, on the, uh, the Kingdom Manifesto, he tells us how to deal with sin. Tells us, Matthew 5, 27, 30. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery within his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. Which is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. Which is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hell. So again, they, they had these scriptures, they knew these scriptures, Jesus was saying, now apply them. Be very severe with this teaching, with this woman especially. Deal with her. Don't tolerate it. Don't let her speak. Don't let her teach. Don't let her prophesy because she's not a prophet. She's a false prophet. Got to judge it. Got to look at it. And deal with it. Repent. The answer is always repentance. Turn around. And thankfully, even when it, we can be that far, that so gross some of the immorality and the idolatry worshipping God there was there was one temple it was a few, I suppose a few temples but the one temple in Thyatira was to Apollo the big temple which they probably all went to or the guilds probably had their feasts there as well and Apollo is the sun god S-U-N but it also he's called the son of God because he's Zeus's son so remember that son of God um, uh, because obviously they, they were worshipping that but that's why again he introduced himself just not just for his divinity but he's saying like I'm the son of God <laughs> Apollo he had no son that's false I'm the son of God and uh, of course the, the challenge was poverty but with the Lord or wealth and away from the Lord it's a big challenge isn't it um, we, we, we can't comprehend that but that's it choose me choose me deal with sin and then he hears the overcoming. There's, there's the wonderful, he said, the kingdom, the power and the glory, someone said. He said, you will rule with me. Bless the Lord. This, the, again, that's the pointing towards the millennium. Um, I will give authority. To, he, he will rule with an iron. He's talking about us. And I will give authority over the nations. He will rule with an iron scepter. The Lord will, but we will. He will dash the pieces like pottery. Again, they understood that. There's pottery there. All those bad pottery, uh, bad pots, would be broken up just as I reveal the authority I will give and also this lovely picture um, I will give the morning star 
Um, some have said, oh, that's Venus as it comes because they thought that was this and that. But no, no, that's the Lord. He said, you will have the Lord, which is far, far better. If you're poor in this life, he said, uh, as he said to the, the church in Smyrna, you're rich. You're rich. He said, but choose it. Choose not to go down that way of it mingling and compromising because you lose it all. Stay away. Now, you, you have poverty in this world. You may have difficulty in this world because the, the, the run of the world is against what God says. Stand against it. You're going upstream. Go against the tide. It's difficult sometimes. You'll be made fun of. You'll be ostracized. But in the end, ah, because that's our, our view, isn't it? Eternity is always getting us to look eternally. The world says, look here and now. What have you got here and now? How are you feeling? What are you, 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 your appetites now? And that destroys destroyed what is our end why do we know he's the morning star well let's read that verse revelation 22 16 i jesus have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches i am the root of the offspring of david and the bright morning star and the bright morning star there he is he is the one that we are worshiping serving the enemy is a expert in deception, manipulation, seduction, the Jezebel spirit, it, it's, it's still alive and well, that seduces us, will use many different means to get us off the path and, and, and to dominate us and intimidate us. I mean, that again, quite intimidating to actually not be able to work or trade or um, if you've got a family, isn't it? You know, that's, that's take some doing sometimes. Um, and easy to go along, easy to tolerate this and to mingle. But he said, no, deal with it because the eternal, it's eternity that matters. Um, and by the sound of it, they didn't. Because obviously we know there's no church there. As we said before, the only church left is the church in Smyrna, by the sound of things. Um, but there's Thyatira, the, going from compromising to the corrupt church, the corruption. Let's see, again, on the outside, going well, but deal with sin from within and uh, that's what he says of us personally you know we're going to be looking at everything can be going well but there's issues in our lives that are, are, are festering lord help us deal with the little foxes deal with the sin deal with the sin oh it doesn't matter dave is only this and only that let me tell you it'll fester it'll rise up and it, as he said it'll destroy you it'll destroy you um bless the lord thank for his word ah help us to yeah keep Hold as we hold fast, he said, hold fast, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.